Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. You spend a significant portion of your life at work, so my goal is to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I am delighted to welcome my very special guest to the show, Andrew Lambert. Andrew, welcome back. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back here. I know it's been a little while, but I uh, love being with you on CBS Radio and loving it even more here on your podcast. Well, thanks, Andrew. I am really delighted to have you back, and I know you've got some great wisdom to share, but let me let me tell the audience about you. Andrew Lambert is president of Lambert Consulting, an advertising and marketing firm located in Bloomington, Indiana. He's the president of the Monroe County Autism Foundation, a four-time award-winning faculty member working for institutions including Penn State, Indiana University, Hawaii Pacific University, Southern New Hampshire University, and Ivy Tech Community College. He's previously written for TheExaminer.com, won a national award for innovative thinking by the National Association of Community College for Entrepreneurship, and he's been featured on Businesses to Know. Now, in his free time, he does stand-up comedy and serves as marketing director for Creative Indiana. Andrew, you're a renaissance man, my dear. So glad to have you on. Let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. Why have so many people decided to seek out becoming their own boss and becoming entrepreneurs? It seems like this is a very significant time for entrepreneurial growth. It, it is, and I think the the best answer on this one goes back to just the collapse of the market that we've had, yeah. not only in 2008, but also going back to 2001 and arguably some of the downturn that we saw in 2000. I think people have started to pull away from that traditional medium or large Fortune 500 company uh, in order to better fit their lifestyles. Um, as we've seen, the loyalty process that was there with the bigger companies just isn't there. It's not part of the market scheme anymore, uh, whether that's financially, uh, whether that's benefits, insurance, whatever, that just has gone out the window. And so people are saying, hey, look, I've taken all this time, I've taken all this money to go to school, uh, maybe you go to a, a trade college of some sort, and I want to put this to use. And at the end of the day, I would very much like to keep as much money for myself or or use a different growth model than what's out there right now. And yeah, you're you're absolutely uh, absolutely right, Caroline. It's it's a hotbed. There's just a lot of talented people parting ways with the traditional ways of work in order to find arguably happiness in a different realm. You know what I think is really fascinating, Andrew? There's a new term, and I'm sure you've heard it. We're in a gig economy where a lot of people are serving as contract employers or employees, pardon me, or freelancers. And that that plays to exactly what you said. The companies are not as loyal to the employee as they were five and ten years ago. So people are having to be creative. So are, are you seeing different buzzwords, you know, is entrepreneurship and technology and innovation, are they still as powerful as they were a decade ago? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that want to stay positive, but when it comes to those things, I, I challenge that. And I challenge that because I think that um, with my experience, we're going to talk from the education side here. I, one of the patterns I think I've seen in our society is that once uh, uh, colleges 
and, and even some of the mainstream companies start to really use those as marketing tools, I think they lose some of the power. And, and uh, one of the things I like to say when it comes to, to working as a consultant or as an independent contractor, you, know, you may be an entrepreneur, yeah, that's probably the best term out there, but really you're providing what I call infotainment. I think you and I yeah. had talked about this yeah. before, maybe from a faculty standpoint, but even as a consultant, people, we, we have such short uh, attention spans. And so for us, it's about, okay, we want information, but we want to present it creatively, right? Gone are the days of the 25, 30 page business reports. And now it's down to like five pages or less. And maybe that's done through blogs. Maybe that's done through a video submission. Maybe it's done through some other sort of technology that's out there. So yeah, the buzzwords are there because I think that there's a lot of mainstream, uh, again, companies and, and colleges that are trying to take advantage of that. Just, just, you know, for their own sake. I think the true innovators out there, I think the people who are using technology and, and are entrepreneurs, they're past that term. They're they're on to another term that we haven't even created yet. Um, and maybe like you said, gig job is probably one of those. It's one of these things where the people that 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 small niche that's outside the box, they're the ones that are moving and shaking the economy right now. And I think that's a very exciting time. Yeah, I do too. I, I think the power has shifted and the individual has much more control now than they ever have. Andrew, you are fascinating because you approach your career very holistically. Certainly you own your own company and the focus is on advertising and marketing and you really help groom businesses. Now, take your educator hat and put that on. Why do you think people fail when it comes to growing their business or keeping a partnership alive? Because there are some classic reasons why businesses don't fail. Can you help us sort through that? I, I think the top two things that I find with people who who uh, avoid failure with their business or, or in life, whether that's yeah. going through college, whether it's going through a marriage or whatever, uh, yeah, the simple one, the n number one that you always hear is communication. I mean, you have to be very transparent in everything you do, and especially today, um, if you're a business owner, people want to know who you are. One of the things I do with a lot of my uh, clients is we go out there, and the first thing I work on is the About Us page or the story of the yeah. company, and I actually mandate that they do videos because, to me, People want accountability. We're going to buy into the person before we buy into the product or service. And with the collapse of the economy again in 01 and 08, there were just a lot of people, men and women, who were in charge of these big companies that were able to hide behind a rock. We really knew who they were until the media went searching. And there's this skepticism, right? So when I talk about communication, I'm talking about put yourself out there. If you're going to be this business leader, I don't care if you're the president of a small company like me or if you're the CEO, put yourself out there because this is the position that you need to have and there needs to be some accountability. The second point to this, and maybe this is more appropriate on a personal level or a college level, but for some reason we've stopped uh, really having the more deep conversations about time management. And from an educator point of view, I'll see students, especially returning adult students, who don't realize how much time and effort it takes to get back into college. And you know, they, they something has to let go, right? Whether it's their parenting, whether it's their family time, whether it's maybe buying books for the class, and, and it kind of hurts them. And I think those are the conversations that advisors or, or other leaders in the community need to start having 
before we just say, yeah, you need to have a college degree or, yeah, you know, you should get into this relationship or partnership, you, you know, you almost got to have counseling. I don't know if there's a couple's counseling for education <laughs> or for, you know, <laughs> starting a partnership, but you almost need to go talk to an expert and really lay out the vision that you both have and where conflicts may arise. And, and even if you can't foresee everything, figure out, you know, how do you overcome those speed bumps when there? And I know even with you, uh, between your blog and, and some of the book work you've done, you, you address those situations. You have to have communication, but secondly, you have to have good time management skills. Yeah. This isn't yeah. about maturity. This isn't about it, it, what what can you do with essentially the 15 waking hours or so that you have in a day. And a lot of people can't answer that question. And I think the, the concept of the 40-hour work week is dead. I mean, unless yes. you're literally clocking in with an hourly job, I don't know anybody that's working just 40 hours. Do no. you? Do you think that's just gone? It, ha it has to be gone. Yeah. I mean, it has to be gone because of, of the technology world we're in. I, I, I mean, case in point, I was just working for a client. I was out on the West Coast for a conference, and any time we, we had a lull, I was immediately back on my laptop or my cell phone dealing with it. You know, your business or your education can travel with you wherever you are. So I don't know if we even have vacation time anymore. Yeah, I mean, you literally have to leave the country. And even <laughs> in, that, in those uh, cases, sometimes it doesn't even work. You can still have your phone on. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I think the big deal is because of the type of lifestyles we're used to, especially when it comes to work in this country, yeah, I, I don't think it's 40 hours. I think it's 80 hours. I think it's 100 hours. But here's the difference. I don't know if people are feeling that as much because there is a comfort to that when you're able to, say, work out of your home or yeah. you're traveling for a client. There's some yeah. enjoyment that comes with that where if you're sitting with your laptop and, and maybe you have the radio on or TV on, but you're in your own house and you're still getting work done, that's the model we're going for. And I, and I want to divert just for a second. There was a great piece a couple years ago talking about how Google was a trendsetter and that they realized that the 20 and 30-somethings that had come out of college didn't want to sit in a cubicle. Right. And I don't remember if this was like a 60 Minutes or a 2020, but they actually went behind the scenes with one of the owners of Google. And it was literally, Caroline, in this huge room where there probably should have been 100 people. There were five. Yeah. There were yeah. only five people there. And the rest of them were there, but they were there virtually. They were there through laptops and Skype and all these other technologies, wow. and they had actually seen their productivity go up. So I, I've gotten into this debate where people go, do we work more than 40 hours? Absolutely. But are we having more fun doing it? I think so. Yeah, and it's on our own terms. You know, if, like you said, if we can combine that travel, that opportunity to do something in our business, but then also spend another day and honor our personal lives, then then that's a perk. That's a bonus. Right. So I hear you. It's a hybrid. Absolutely. So, Andrew, I want you to put your advertising and marketing expert hat on. I loved how you mentioned uh, when you work with clients, you really require them to use video. And I have noticed a decline in the attention span of readers. And I don't say that as a negative, but we are busy professionals. So I find to be impactful and effective with my audience, I've got to use video, short and sweet, get the point across. And that's also why the podcasts are, are popular because people can listen to those on demand on their own time. So is advertising and marketing shifted in how we communicate? Absolutely. Uh, the general rule right now, Caroline, seven seconds. That's what somebody wow. gives you when they get to wow. your website. 
when they get to an email, if you're not to the point, if you're not going to give them something that they can either look at a little bit later or something they can immediately digest, they will leave. And, and the turnaway rate is amazing. So it's not only about simplifying the technology we use, it's about simplifying the message to say, look it, we know you're smart, we know you can research, we know that you, you got this great tool called Google out there, but we just want to remind you that we're here. And again, going back to my comment about accountability, absolutely. You know, people want to know who you are, but more importantly, they don't want to see their time wasted, right? right? We just we just mentioned, look, if we're working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week, the last thing we want to do is go back and have to do more homework about a product or service. We want to be reminded gently, nonetheless, that we're there. Here's the here's the irony to all this. If a college student leaves today, a recruiter still gives them about 10 seconds of their time to review their resume, right? And I remember being in college and people flipping out about the 10-second rule. Well, take that and, and take about, you know, shave 30% of that time off and then try advertising or marketing or just sending out a message in general, whether that's through Facebook, whether that's through, a, like you said, a podcast or a blog. I mean, if the content isn't interesting, if it's not uh, basically real time, and if it's not short and concise where we can digest it and use our thumb to move on to the next page of our phone, people aren't stopping. So yes, the way we communicate, the way that we interact is absolutely fascinating. I think if you're a tech guru or a tech junkie, this is a time to be in this field because it is so much fun. Seven seconds. That's amazing. So, Andrew, here's a, a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And I think you and I are both in agreement that using mentors to guide us on our, our journey has been very impactful for both of us. Can you speak about a mentor or being a mentor in your life? I've been, I've been fortunate to have uh, some great mentors. I've been also very fortunate to be a mentor myself. And, and you know, when I... When I was going through um, college and, and even right outside of college, you know, I looked to people who I thought were very successful. And, and what I did, which was different, this is before the whole craze about internships and co-ops and stuff, is that I wanted to get next to those guys to see what they were doing that was differently. And um, there was a mentor I had through graduate school who gave me a shot to be an unpaid intern, but that had forever changed my life in terms of um, not only being able to learn how to be a smarter business person, how to work. And the story that people love is that he literally made me love being an entertainer because one of the projects I worked on for him was a magic show. And this is when I was still living in Honolulu at the time. And for, for my two years stint there, we were doing this magic show and they ran out of budget and he literally put me up on the stage. Now, I didn't do the magic. I was the beautiful <laughs> assistant, um, which, which was amazing because you want to talk about getting over any sort of shyness you might right, have. Right. That, that goes away pretty quickly right. when you got 100 plus people having a dinner show <laughs> and you're looking for perfection. Um, and, and I use that. And, and even when I got an education, I would think about some of those conversations that I had with him or some of the ways he challenged me to say, you know, is there a way to do this better? Is there e Even if it was something that got me outside my comfort zone. And that's what I try to do uh, with a lot of the students. In fact, uh, you mentioned at the top of the show, you know, I've worked with Penn State. I mean, I've been teaching for 15 plus years now at different colleges, and I have no less than about five students per college that I still keep in contact yeah, with. Oh, maybe the right comment should be, they still keep in yes. contact with me, which yes. I'm absolutely flattered about. And they come back to me and say, what about this? What about that? How do we, you know, um, those connections that people have, 
that opportunity to, to find and connect with somebody not only blossoms into a network or, or friendship, but it, it blossoms into a trust of stuff. And, and, and case in point, two of the students um, from about five years ago that I currently work with, one now serves on the Monroe County Autism Board as my vice president, and another one uh, currently has done some web work for me and for my company as he started out on his own just this last year. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen until you sit down and you have those one-on-one -on -one discussions. You build that trust and work and work on that friendship, and you just, it's amazing where life has taken so many of these students, where life has taken me, and I can't, I mean, we could do an hour podcast just on yeah. success. Some mentorships. Absolutely. And I want to encourage our listeners not only to to be mentors, to pay it forward, but seek out mentors because I don't think we grow out of the ability to be mentored. I think there's some wonderful reverse mentorship amongst different generations too. So just want to mention that. So Andrew, you are an amazing stand-up comedian and you believe in levity and laughter in the workplace, as do I, but we don't see it as often as, as we need to. Why is that? I think it creates such a, a great work environment. I, I do too, and I, you know, I've I've tried to look into this, and I think a lot of the people that run businesses maybe missed a hug as a child. Oh wait, can I say that on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, Is that sure okay? Maybe there just not enough right. hugs going around. Not I'm not hugs. I'm, beautifully put. Yeah, um, it, it's amazing because I think with the success of the '80s, '90s, and even early 2000s, there was a time where, you know, I guess there was so much money there that people felt like they had to have be prim and proper. And I'm not saying that you should go in and be totally inappropriate, but I find when I do, whether it's consulting or a business lecture of some sort, if, if you don't throw jokes in, if you don't, again, going back to the infotainment thing I'm talking about, if you're not willing to do that, people get bored. People are, you know, they don't want to be around somebody who's stodgy all the time. And, and to divert this just as an example, look at the popularity of celebrities, whether it's, um, you know, movie stars or political figures, sports figures who are wanting now, almost demanding to have cameos on Saturday Night Live yeah. to make fun of themselves because we're at this point where if you're not willing to go on these talk shows or these sketch shows and make fun of yourself people don't want to you know they want to see the human side of you and i think that's absolutely missing in so many businesses yes there's a time and a place and of course there's a whole lecture to be had about the appropriate uh of content that you bring in the workplace but ha having a little fun or opening up a meeting and talking about something interesting that you saw on tv again as as well i guess as as long as it's appropriate right and I, i'll put that kind of up for discussion is a good thing, Caroline, and it's very much missing. And not being able to laugh with your coworkers, not being able to laugh with your bosses, does not build that trust that we talked about. It, it closes down in many cases that communications um, that's out there. And and just just as a case in point, I remember one of the first jobs I took out of college. Uh, this is just post 9/11. I had to work at a bank, and I and I met a guy there who I just thought was very nice. He was in the same boat. We both had a good degree, but the market had collapsed. There wasn't anything out there we needed to provide for our significant others. And we got we became fast friends. We're still friends of the day. And I realized that comedy was keeping us alive. And we used to they had an inner office notes uh, system, so we would write a note, put it in one of the inner office envelopes, know that it would go around you know through the mail system for 24 hours and then end up on the desk of the other guy who was sitting just to the left of me and and it wasn't anything hilarious it was just maybe a note that said hi but those moments of yeah. just kind of the ridiculous right made our lives so much happier so much lighter just just it was felt good to laugh a little bit 
It does. It does. And that's one of people when they go into the workplace it's okay to laugh it's okay to error because you're human just enjoy yourself that's what makes business and, and education and life so much fun is the humor i agree i agree 100 percent. good good stuff so andrew in closing uh, this is a very important question what's the best advice that you were ever given and i'm sure there's been a lot of it so perhaps pick one nugget okay yeah, I think I think the best for me, especially going in, into the fields of of marketing, advertising, a very competitive field, was uh, learn not to take rejection personally. Yeah. And it sounds easier to say than what it was, but it's a habit. It's it's not taking it as some sort of strife every time somebody doesn't like an idea or sometimes somebody says no. It, it's not a reflection of me necessarily. It's a reflection of maybe they don't have the money. Maybe they've had a bad day at home. There's just so much more to it. And I love giving that to my students, regardless if they're going into business or not. Uh, and, and I say this to my clients too, as you're out there pitching, as you go to these conferences, guess what? You may only get one out of five people really reacting to you, but those are the people who are going to build the longer relationships and, 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 and bring you the money. And, and the same thing with students or partners out there. You know, the more you, you realize that not everything's a fit in life, the happier you're going to be as a person. You want to make sure that you're out there doing the best you can and know that really mean you're a bad person, something wrong. It means they're just not ready. So figure it out. Figure out how to get through that. Andrew, always a joy to have you on the show. You share great wisdom, and I am so delighted and thankful to have you in my life. And I want to ask, how can we promote you? Tell us how we can connect with you online. I, you may have some clients out there, some prospective clients who could benefit from Lambert Consulting. So tell us how we can find you. I love working with anybody that's out there. I'll talk. You want to just go get a coffee? You want to talk on the phone? I'm fine. My um, like my website's hold of me it's lambert consulting is biz as in zebra that has my phone number that has my email everything you need you can find me on linkedin i'm just under andrew lambert and then um, of course if you guys are into nonprofit work or comedy uh, there's stuff on facebook monroe county autism foundation has all that information as, as well and um yeah i mean i would love to connect i love talking to people whether you're local you know if you're in the state of indiana or if you're out i represent people coast to coast i love what i do i i love making other people money so hopefully as this podcast goes out i'll get some calls some emails and let's keep that conversation flowing Thanks, Andrew. Your energy is palpable and infectious, and I so appreciate you. And Thank wanna... you so much for the opportunity, and, and I hope uh, we're back together again very soon, Caroline. I Caroline. hope so, too. Absolutely. And I want to thank our audience for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. Career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. My show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, and Stitcher. Hey, leave a comment, because I always appreciate hearing from my listeners. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care.